0: With Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting. Today, the Franklin County Board of Supervisors will consider hiring a junior data preservation specialist for the recorder's office and will consider setting the wage for the position. In other business, the board will discuss the timeline for the fiscal year 2025 budget and will continue to review a resolution that would establish Franklin County Library Service Funding Franklin County Board of Supervisors meet today, 8.30 a.m. at the courthouse in Hampton. Today, the Wright County Board of Supervisors will meet with Jeremy Abbas, the chairman of the Temporary Redistricting Committee, who will present the new five-supervisor district plan for review and for the board to act on. Wright County voters in November of 2022 voted to increase the amount of supervisors from three to five. In other business, the Wright Supervisors will receive an update from ABBAS on setbacks on proposed hazardous liquid pipelines. The Wright County Board of Supervisors meet today at 9 a.m. at the Courthouse in Clarion. Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nag announced uh, last week that the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship has formed a partnership with Wright County and the Wright County Soil and Water Conservation District to launch the first phase of the Boone River edge of field project. The river runs through western Wright County. The goal of the first phase of this water quality project is to install more than 25 edge of field conservation practices including uh, bioreactors and saturated buffers in the Boone River watershed. These practices are proven to improve water quality, reduce the loss of nutrients into Iowa's waterways. Iowa's batch and build model modernizes the project management process by installing batches of conservation practices on multiple farms at once, therefore allowing a faster acceleration of water quality progress. Wright County will act as a fiscal agent for the project, will provide a contracting oversight for practice uh, installation. The Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship will reimburse Wright County for eligible project construction costs and provide technical design and engineering support. Iowa Ag Secretary Mike Nags says the fall migration of wild birds is a danger sign for poultry producers about the potential for avian influenza exposure. Nags says the first major outbreak in 2015 saw a lot of contamination between sites, but the most recent outbreak saw isolated exposures in facilities brought on by wild birds.
1: I think the lessons of the last couple of years would tell us that it's not just during the spring migration when birds are flying north that you can see high path it's unfortunately also in that fall migration when birds are flying south that you can see it
0: he says there are already confirmed cases in two states to the north of us
1: in south dakota and minnesota and that's pretty logical. As those birds start to come south, we're going to see an increased threat here in the state of Iowa to our poultry uh, producers, and so it's just a time of, uh, of high alert, and folks really need to be vigilant in watching the health of their birds and calling us if they see anything or have questions.
0: Nig says producers cannot take anything for granted when it comes to keeping down the contact with wild birds
1: trying to keep what's outside outside and inside inside. You don't want to track, uh, you know, what could be outside into those buildings. That means taking care of your boots. That means securing your buildings. You know, there's any number of things that you can do, but it takes vigilance every single day.
0: The avian influenza or bird flu can have different strains, but Neg says he doesn't know yet what the test results show from the early cases.
1: I have not seen, uh, you know, the analysis yet on whether or not this is the same strain as we've seen in previous years, Uh, but uh, I think we'll all be watching very closely to understand that.
0: There were some 77 facilities impacted in the first major outbreak in 2015. With millions of birds destroyed, the most recent outbreak saw 32 facilities impacted. State officials are predicting tax payments to the state of Iowa drop by a little less than 1% during the current budgeting year due to previously approved tax cuts. Iowa Department of Management Director Craig Paulson is the governor's top budget advisor.
2: The state is showing a modest slowdown in revenue. However, those reductions are planned and being driven by the tax rate reductions for Iowa taxpayers.
0: The top state income tax rate was reduced 10 months ago and there will be another reduction. January 1st, corporate income taxes have been cut too.
2: Corporate tax collections continue to grow even with the enacted rate reductions. The state continues to see growth in sales and use receipts. Employment continues to be strong with some uptick in labor participation.
0: Jennifer Acton of the Legislative Services Agency says global turmoil as well as Iowa drought conditions and the state's aging workforce are concerns.
2: Despite all this, Iowa continues to be in a solid financial position with full budget reserve funds.
0: Acton and Paulson are members of the state's Revenue Estimating Conference, which uh, met last week. The group predicts state tax collections in the next state fiscal year will drop 1.8 percent. The election lab at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology ranks Iowa in the top three states for the way elections are administered, and Iowa's Secretary of State Paul Pate says poll workers who check in uh, voters at precincts and who count absentee ballots and the county auditor's office are a big reason.
1: They are unsung heroes. Uh, these are the folks that big part of what helps us administer these elections to give you the transparency so folks know our elections are running the up and up. We couldn't do it without them. It
0: takes over 10,000 poll workers to run a statewide election.
1: They're coming from all walks of life. You've got uh, retired folks, you've got teachers and construction workers and high school students and farmers, uh, and uh, they are, they're the ones that get to get it done.
0: Poll workers are required to attend training sessions about voting rules before each election. They are paid at a rate that's decided on a county-by-county basis.
1: Quite frankly, it's a stipend, but it is uh, some compensation. They they are really uh, are so key to uh, making sure we have the integrity of our elections.
0: There were primary elections in six Iowa cities uh, last week and paid as ordered audits in random precincts which is a routine check. Today, the Iowa Falls City Council will consider on the first reading an ordinance amending provisions pertaining to property maintenance code violations. In other business, the Iowa Falls City Council will consider resolution tentatively approving the sale of the vacant lot at 1014 Main Street in the amount of $1,700. The Iowa Falls City Council meets today 6 at 30 p.m. at City Hall. Today, the Rudd-Rockford Marlborock School Board will hold a public hearing on the daycare and HVAC redesign plans, then consider approval of said plans. The RRMR Board will also consider the creation of an alternate classroom and the hiring of staff for it. The Rudd-Rockford Marlborock School Board meets today at 5.30 p.m. at the Rockford Board Room. Also in the news, here's a new report about civics in action. It's a new exhibit which is honoring Iowans with the disabilities.
2: Iowa has opened a new exhibit in its Des Moines Museum. Civics in Action focuses on Iowans who've made significant contributions to the state and highlights people with disabilities. It's the Historical Society's first exhibit after a five-year museum restoration and focuses on people who have shaped the state's history. Museum director Leo Landis says while countless people and events have shaped Iowa, one person stands out for taking the lead in advocating for herself and others like her. Mia Peterson, who had Down syndrome, became a leader for her own cause when, Landis says, many Iowans had preconceived ideas about people living with disabilities. And so in seeing Mia's story, we'll understand that there's a really vibrant community of People in our state who just want to live life like everyone else and want to be their own advocates. Peterson was one of the early members of the now influential Iowa Developmental Disabilities Council and became a national advocate for people living with disabilities. The Civics in Action exhibit runs through 2025.
0: And that was Mark Moran reporting. Two of the three public meetings concerning the upcoming bond referendum vote in the Hampton Dumont School District were held. Last week, today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program, Hampton-Dumont Superintendent Aaron Becker, who will talk about the upcoming bond vote on November 7th, and we'll talk about the feedback he and the school board have received following the first two meetings. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 54 and the low of 38. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.